1: Hello and welcome to the Internet Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Site Visibility. I'm your host, Scott Colnut, and with me today is Nitin Machander, founder of Botpresso. Welcome to the podcast, Nitin. Yeah, thank you so much, Scott, for having me. We're going to be talking today about accelerating organic performance using SEO automation. So we're going to be talking about all things efficiency, AI, productivity, and a lot of geeky stuff, I imagine, today, which I'm really excited to talk about. But before we get into that, do you want to introduce more to our listeners about you and your background, knitting? And I know it's an exciting time for you because you just told me you've launched your new site yesterday. So uh, feel free to elaborate on that as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Scott. Happy to do that. Yeah, so my name is Nathan Manchanda. I started as a software developer back in 2012. And uh, gradually I moved to SEO. And uh, during this whole journey, I also did a couple of years of product management. I moved to Germany and joined Trivago. So during this journey, I helped brands like Trivago, Omeo, and Flipkart grow organically as a full-time employee. And plus, I was always working on side projects for my learnings. And I helped more than 30 brands during this tenure. And uh, I recently rebranded my personal brand, which was known as SEO Surgeon before. And now it's Botpresso, which is basically bot plus espresso. And that's all I need for uh performing my audits and consultancy and rest everything i can take care of yeah and the goal is very simple uh so i focus always on building sustainable organic growth assets for the brands and never focus on short term wins yeah that's me
1: on that note let's start with let's start with bots let's start with automation let's start with the technical side of things and what i'm really curious to know are you able to put into your own words the benefits that you see through automating SEO processes. And maybe over your experience, you've talked about a lot of your, of your history in that intro there, maybe how you've seen SEO automation develop over this last five, 10 years or so.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think, first of all, automation is the future. And uh, if I think about, you know, the day I started my career and now, SEO is almost completely changed. So there are a lot of things that, that are automated now and more coming every single day. And some of the good examples are, for example, OpenAI. So these are like machines which are writing amazing content for you. And then there are machines like, for example, DeepL. So they're translating content for you, a very high quality translation. Right. So these are amazing machines which are doing, which are solving problem of continent scale, which is, I think, the biggest problem still in the industry. And, uh, well, there are a lot of, there are many other things that you can do with automation. For example, when I was working at Omeo, so we solved the problem of internal linking using graph theory based solution, which was amazing. I was, I was super, you know, excited when we, when we even spoke about this project and the outcome was amazing. And that's, I think, the project I'm really, really proud of. And uh, back in the days, so we used to have SEO checklists for, you know, checking things like how does your canonical look? And, uh, you know, things like, for example, your robot tag and so on. So these, these like super basic, but really, really essential SEO things. But now you have apps like Content King app, Test Tomato, Little Warden, and they are claiming real time SEO audits, which is pretty awesome. So whenever something tiny breaks like that, you are notified immediately. So you're, you can, you can just go there and fix the issue. Right. So I think. If if you talk about uh, the present, I think automation is possible almost everywhere. Wherever you see like any pattern, you can think about automation there.
1: Another thing that I always find in terms of spotting patterns is you know, sometimes you're very in tune with productivity, or particularly a lot of marketers are. And there are always those tasks that maybe cross your mind that you think, there's got to be a better way to do this, or this takes so long, there must be a way to speed this up usually that's a pretty good sign. And often the answer is, yes, there probably is a way to speed it up. That's a really interesting intro and a bit of background there. And moving into the future though, Nitin, I'm curious to know, where do you think that AI and ML might support content generation or maybe just support content curation? Have you seen any good examples of that?
2: Yeah, not just one, multiple examples. So mm. in general, when we talk about content production or translation, well, both the things are not scalable, as we know, if we follow the manual process and it's damn expensive as well. So just to give you a context, we were paying 80 euros. So that was negotiated price per content piece, for which was like good quality content in travel domain. And uh, well, when we get this content really written by, you know, real people sitting behind that. So it takes a lot of time as well. Now think about 1000 such pieces. So we need mm-hmm. to pay 80,000 bucks and it takes a lot of time. And how about 1 million pages? Well, maybe, you know, if you need a separate budget for SEO only, which is like massive, massive budget for bigger companies. And it is definitely not scalable in short. And it takes a lot of time and it's really expensive as well, right? So there you can rely on machines. And I can also give you an example. So during my, again, Omeo days, so there we worked on some content experiments where we use machines for generating content and also machines for translating content. So we generated FAQ content, which is uh, frequently asked questions that you see on the bottom of the website. So we th- we had some questions and uh, it was like basically questions and answered. This content was generated through some variables which were available on the landing page itself. And based on that, machines generated content for us. And by having this component, we had additional 400 words content on an average, every single page. And when we implemented that, I was a bit skeptical because this was machine-generated content and we were, you know, not sure about the quality. But when we launched it, the quality was amazing. And then we basically, uh, you know, just went live on some pages, a couple of domains, and the results were amazing. And we were planning to, you know, observe it for next two months. But in three weeks, we started seeing really positive impact. So our keywords, for which we were already ranking, they were improving rankings. And then there were new keywords added in this whole keyword cluster because our content was covering more keywords, which were not covered before. And that was amazing. And, uh, you know, based on these results, we decided to uh, expand it everywhere. So we implemented this on all the domains uh, in in like a couple of months. And that was amazing. So this is, uh, you know, how uh, we did content generation there. And for content translation as well, we were using this machine called DeepL that's pretty awesome and it works great for most of the european languages so we we were again a bit skeptical because it was machine which was translating content for us and there are a lot of questions like you know whether machine will be able to give human touch and how about content translation uh, quality and so on but when we tested the first set of pages uh, with this machine called DeepL, the result was amazing and then we uh, you know, started another project. And then we basically put a lot of translated content on new pages. And that again, performed like magic for us.
1: When you've seen the success and the results there, are you talking about organic sessions? So an increase in organic sessions? Are you talking about user feedback and their response to the content that you're creating? Are you talking about user engagement? So for example, their dwell time or engagement in the content that's being produced or a bit of everything?
2: Yeah, I'm talking about a bit of everything. So user engagement, mm. definitely. So that increase because now we have amazing content on learning pages and uh, people are actually reading that content, interacting with you know whatever elements we have in there. And then when it comes to organic performance, so yes, we are talking about increase in organic sessions. But before that, we're also talking about increase in visibility for those set of pages where we implemented this. And I'm also talking about improved rankings for the keywords we were ranking before. And I'm also talking about addition of new keywords for which we were not ranking before, but now we are.
1: And what was the name of either the software or service that you were using to support the FAQ-generated content?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we use this tool called Rosé NLG. So it is very different than standard templates that we generally use. So in case of standard templates, what we do is we have a template with a couple of placeholders, for example, but Rosé NLG gives me conditional templates. So you could say, for example, if you're going from London to Paris, we can say, hey, if you're going to London to Paris, if distance is more than, let's say, 200 kilometers, then you use this template. Otherwise, use another template. And if you know, you're know you going from A to B and there are three transport modes available, then you use this template. Otherwise, you use this template in case of two uh, transport options available. And if there is only one, use template. And even for every template, uh, we had 10 different uh, variations. And uh, this tool was trained to pick one of them randomly. So that we are not generating a lot of duplicate content. And we were using this tool called on crawl. And they have duplicate content clustering where they use n grams, which is pretty good and which is a pretty smart solution. So if we use standard templates, then if you talk about two grams, three grams, like all these content duplication mechanisms, then the content duplication score is really high, right? Which is which is Logical as well, because if you're using standard templates, it's just a couple of values which are changing. But if we are using variation of it and still it is grammatically correct and we're covering a lot of different variations of the keywords, then I think it's almost unique, if not 100% unique.
1: In terms of the generation of the FAQ content and the results... Is there any more information that I can link to later for our listeners who are interested in learning more about that entire process? Because I think that's something certainly of interest to me, and I imagine it will be to our listeners too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, so right now I, I do not have any you know case study published on this, but that is something I'm working on. So I will soon publish a case study about this because I know this is a hot topic. And recently, I had a chat on Clubhouse as well, and there we were talking about it, and a lot of people showed interest in this topic and content generation at scale is a big problem for a lot of companies. So I'm definitely planning to write a a detailed case study with some numbers as well. And I'll also talk about the tools that I use there.
1: Interesting. Well, we'll go into that in a moment. It's just when you're thinking about content at scale and learning about the process, the process side of things, particularly with AI generated content or driven content, it's a lot easier to understand it through either copy-based content or maybe video content than it is via podcasting. Having said that, there were some really good examples there that you shared about that process, and that's given me a good overview of what you were trying to achieve, what you were monitoring, and then how that was working. So that makes a lot of sense. But interestingly, just because we've touched on it, I was going to ask you the question about skills. So for people that are interested in learning more, particularly in the area of SEO, of the SEO, the automation skills, that you need or you'd recommend marketers learn so they can better automate their work? What are some places that you'd recommend that they start with?
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, I would say start with the basics. Start with the apps like Content King app, Test Tomato, Little Warden, so they can handle the basic stuff for you. So you don't have to worry about, you know, checking these tiny things here and there. They can take care of all that basic stuff. And once you do that, then you have more time and you can focus on uh, learning new skills and, you know, try different things. And there I can recommend, for example, learning Python. I'm a big fan of Python. I was a developer and I still do a lot of coding whenever, you know, I get time. So Python is definitely one thing. And then I would also recommend spending time with uh, some time with Google script because once you know this, you can write a lot of cool functions. Uh, you can, you know, automate a lot of things in Google Sheets itself. So that's pretty brilliant as well. And then I would also suggest to play with this tool called Open AI where you can you know, do a lot of stuff with your content. You can do summarization. You can do sentiment analysis. You can ask this machine a question and it gives answer based on the content you have provided. So a lot of cool stuff you can work on. And then I would also suggest to play with this tool called DeepL for content translation. And if you want to you know uh, try conditional templates like I did for my content generation project, you can use Rosé NLG. And then I can also recommend, for example, a tool called speed curve for tracking your site speed metrics because core web vitals everyone is talking about it and page experience is going to be one big thing this year so i highly recommend checking speed curve as well because they give you data on a regular basis like you know you can see how your things are moving and they give you lab test data as well as field test data so yeah i highly recommend
1: checking that as well And related to everything that you've just noted there, are there any particular courses or platforms or YouTube channels or books that you'd recommend where you can learn some of those things that stand out to you? How did you learn some of those skills? Yeah, for me,
2: uh, some of these things, for example, Python, I've been uh, doing that for many years now, right? And Google Script is something where I did a quick crash course to understand how these things work. And then I wrote a couple of scripts which work like magic. So I started spending more and more time on that. And DeepL, OpenAI, these are tools which are already built. So you are just, you know, building your stuff on top of that, which is, I think, a kind of crash course would be would be great. And they have very good documentation. So I can highly recommend just, you know, going through this documentation and you will be able to understand how these things work. And other tools that I mentioned, like Rosie Energy, amazing documentation. And then if you talk about SpeedCurve and Content King app, they are great tools. And there, I think you do not need any crash course. You just sign up and you will be able to understand every damn thing in five minutes.
1: <laughs> so I've heard of a, a lot of those different tools and services that you've just discussed there, but I've never heard of Content King App. So I must have missed that. Can you explain to me what that that's a tool is? it? And can you explain what it does?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Content King App is real-time site audit. So you go there, you put in your website, and then it basically crawls your website, let's say, every every few seconds or few minutes. And whenever they see something broken on a website, let's say your homepage and your developer pushed something and your homepage robot tags, which was uh, index, changed to no index. Well, that's a big uh, that's a big loss for the company, right? I mean, if you don't fix that. So you get notified about that. Hey, your homepage uh, robot tag is now changed to no index. Is that intentional? And when you see that, you're like, hey, no, this is not intentional. And you go there and you quick, you fix it quickly. And... These things, you know, sounds uh, very simple. Like you would probably think, hey, no, this can never happen. You know, no one would change a uh, homepage, robot stack. But these things happen in real. So when I joined Omeo again, so another Omeo example. So when I joined in the first week itself, I had this Chrome extension which was telling me whether the page is indexed or not. And I'm talking about that was at that time it was Go Euro. So it was goeuro.com homepage, the domain which was getting 50% of our organic traffic. And I saw a red sign there and I did not believe that, you know, this page can have no index tag. I assumed that this extension is not working fine. I went in there to see the page source and it was actually no index. I was shocked and I could not believe that. So I had a quick chat with developers like, hey, what is, why, why is this happening? And they said in the morning we pushed something and then it is, you know, adding some extra parameter in the backend, which is changing the robot stack value. So I was completely shocked because if you're, you know, indexing our homepage, and this was by, uh, by the way, not just homepage, every single page on the website. So it's a bit, it could be a massive, uh, you know, change for us. It could just, you know, uh, take the things down. And uh, but I realized it because I was using this extension. And imagine if we have a, if we had a tool like Content King app, it could just, you know, notify us about this in a few minutes after the release. And we could just fix it that time, then wasting four hours and accidentally checking in a Chrome extension.
1: Excellent. That sounds super helpful. So thanks for elaborating and sharing more information on that. I'm sure that's going to be uh, of interest to a lot of people listening to this. And um, I'm really curious to know, you talked about the benefit or one of the ways in which automation is perhaps being used in content generation and that's a really obvious place because it's time intensive but i'm curious to know if there are any areas where you think people are trying to automate seo processes where maybe they shouldn't do that and where maybe more manual attention is required
2: yeah definitely so one of uh, the key things is definitely uh, intent clustering so i know like a lot of tools for example Semrush, well they do pretty nice keyword clustering and uh, there are many other tools which, which are pretty good at it, hrefs as well. Right. But when it comes to intent clustering, that's still tricky. And I don't think there is any good tool in the market, which do, which, you know, does a good job here. So I would say for intent clustering, because now whenever we talk about, uh, you know, SEO or whenever we talk about any project, we don't talk about keyword much. We also talk about intent as well. And there to logically understand which kind of keywords or which kind of keyword groups are connected and talking about the same intent there, I think we still need, you know, manual attention and machines. I'm not sure if I would re- rely on machines right now for these kind of things. Maybe in future, you know, there are smarter ways to understand things and then I would rely on machines. But right now, I don't think there is a tool which can help me uh, solve this problem. So that's one. And then I think anything strategic. So you Mm. can't and you should not rely on machines for that, right? Because you understand the business. You understand all the parameters which are attached to your business goal and your SEO performance or your competition as well, which machines are where machines are limited. So I would not rely on machines for anything strategic.
1: one thing that's interesting that just come to mind is that is automation within outreach so perhaps for link building or perhaps for pr related activity so i know there are services that are probably getting more sophisticated over time about automating that those outreach messages so that you can do them at scale how do you feel about those and the reason i say that is because i'm skeptical about those kind of services i always feel like I know when I'm receiving a message or an email that's been written by a person versus a machine. How do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, well, uh, I'm skeptical as well, to be honest. And I think when it comes to outreach, successful outreach campaigns, so you definitely need this human touch. And machines cannot do that, right? And I was checking the other day this tool called Pitchbox. That looks pretty promising. But then it's Mm -hmm. a machine, right? So you have templates in there. You can, of course, customize these templates. But then even if you're customizing these templates, you are customizing once for all. And then you're missing this human touch. So I would say I'm also, you know, a bit skeptical when it comes to using machines for those kind of projects. And there I would say definitely, you know, if you have a, a real person sitting behind who knows the person he or she is talking to and then, you know, can personalize these emails, that would be, I think, better in terms of engagement than using machine-generated templates or, you know, just templates and sending these emails in bulk or something.
1: And we talked a little bit about the past and about what's happening currently. And I'm really interested to know, for someone that's in automation, that's clearly experimenting with tools and looks for efficiencies and productivity in their work and how to scale SEO using automation, I'm interested to know your thoughts, in on What you'd love to be able to automate in SEO that you can't currently do yet, but maybe you see it on the horizon as something you'll be able to do into the future. So, what comes to mind for you when I say that?
2: Yeah, sure. So, I I just spoke about intent clustering that, you know, I Mm. do not uh, know any tool which does a great job there. So, that is definitely one thing I would be, I would love to work on. And the idea would be really to rely on the keywords that we see in Google Search Console because these are the keywords which are. The keywords which are generating traffic for you. So sometimes uh, even for, you know, keyword ranking and uh, these rank tracking, we use a lot of different tools. But then the point is, these tools give you your performance based on the keywords you're tracking. But mm-hmm. here I'm interested in all the keywords. So maybe all the keywords for which I'm ranking already. And then also the keywords which are newly added in the list. So I would rely on Google Search Console here to to fetch that list of keywords. And on that, I would love to build an algorithm which can help me cluster based on keywords. And then I can see, you know, what is working for me and whatnot. So everything which is related to content and everything which is related to your overall SEO performance can be, uh, you know, identified by this tool, which tells you how your keyword clusters are doing for a given page or a set of pages. So that's definitely one thing I would, uh, you know, love to work on. Another thing would be reporting. Well, reporting is boring, right? And uh, (laughs) we know it's super important for a business. So, yeah, and especially when it comes to SEO, we track a lot of KPIs, a lot of them. So we we had a chat, you know, about content. So that time also we spoke about different KPIs. So for user experience, we see how users users are interacting with this content, and uh, then all those basic KPIs like bounce rate, time on site number of pages per session and so on. So we have these KPIs and then when it comes to SEO, then there are other KPIs like average word count and then you know rankings for existing keywords, newly added keywords in the list and uh, how many sessions we're generating and how things are moving in terms of sessions and revenues, right? So a lot of KPIs. And mm-hmm. right now, I don't think we have a tool which can bring all these KPIs to one place to make my life easy. And here, we should also remember that SEO is pure cross-functional. So there are developers involved, there are design people involved, there are content people a- involved, there are like SEO, like core SEO from marketing time, they're involved and manage- management is also involved, right? They also want to see a summarized version of all these reports. So how can we, uh, you know, bring everything together and build a nice dashboard? Maybe not not just one dashboard, maybe like a few different dashboards for different target people or Yeah, different target group. So like for developers, we have a different dashboard. For content experts, we have a different dashboard. And this dashboard contains all the KPIs which they are interested in. And similarly for SEOs, for management, for every other department in the company based on their requirements and the the KPIs they are interested in. Yeah, so I would love to build something which automates everything and brings everything at one place and makes every person in the company happy about the KPIs they want to see in a nice and clean way.
1: Yeah, it's interesting as I'm as you're talking as I'm thinking about these things that you're thinking about in the future. I'm really interested in the just software space and SaaS market. It, I just I'm I love experimenting with new products and software, and I keep a close eye on what's happening in the marketing space and marketing software. And it's really interesting just hearing you talk because I think at one point there were so many companies like Semrush, Moz, AHrefs that were they were broad marketing tools, so they they were offering lots of different solutions under one hood and i'm starting to see the emergence now and maybe this is driven by ai and machine learning i'm not sure and maybe the accessibility of ai and machine learning is speeding this up a little bit but i'm starting to see products that are designed to really support and help people with one specific problem so for example um you've just mentioned there you know, just I can imagine that there's someone out there that will be able to solve that problem of improving rankings for keywords that you're already ranking for, and that being just a, a software solution on its own. So these very niche marketing problems. So that's something I'm excited about for the future, because I think I can see that happening now. And though sometimes I sit back and think to myself, well, actually there's not too much innovation in marketing software because I'm familiar with SEMrush and Moz and Ahrefs and all those companies that have been around so long. There are so many emerging products that I see across Websites like Product Hunt or AppSumo, or in marketing forums and marketing websites, where they're now focusing on these new niche solutions. So that's something that really excites me about the future of automation, particularly in SEO, but in marketing in general.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Me as well. Um, I'm, I'm really, you know, excited about these topics, and I hope you know these things just, you know, continue to evolve, uh, to evolve from here.
1: Before we close out the episode, just because you've launched a new site and you've gone, you you know you're you've rebranded recently and you've got Botpresso now, and you're going through this new experience, are there any tools or services or processes related to automation that you think really helped you with the launch of this new website and this new brand?
2: Well, I think uh, this website is just representing uh, the consultancy side of Nathan. So I was using another brand which was SEO SU Surgeon before. But that was mainly used for SEO services. And now I'm thinking about, you know, uh, adding more skills to my offerings. So maybe, you know, a bit of growth as well in general. And that's why, you know, generic brand. And also SEO Surgeon was mapped with my part-time bandwidth. But now podpresso is full-time because I'm planning to focus more on consultancy side. Right. So that's why, you know, this new brand and about the tools. So I think the website, when it comes to, you know, just building this website. So nothing automation uh, there, but when I'm doing the actual consultancy or audits, then I use a lot of tools. And so some of the tools you mentioned, like SEMrush. So I use that for uh, audits. So I love that, you know, their audit tool. So that's pretty good. I use that. And then even their uh, competitive research tool set. It's pretty good. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Keyword Gap there and then Backlink Gap as well. So I use that a lot. And in addition, I use uh, tricks as well for visibility analysis. And uh, yeah, Screaming Frog, definitely. Everyone uses that. I use that as well. And I love it completely. And I use that with the configuration I put. I use, uh, you know, this page speed inside API connection. So that's pretty awesome. I definitely use that. And apart from this, yes, Content King app is another app that I'm testing right now. So I I like it. I would probably be using that more often. Yeah, these are some of the tools that I use. And then based on the requirements, I sometimes write my own uh, script as well, which does a lot of things for me. So yeah, I'm a Python developer, so I use those skills wherever required.
1: Excellent. And just because we've spoken about the website and we've spoken about you and what you're planning on doing into the future, do you want to let our listeners know where they can find out more about you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm always up for any SEO growth related chats and you can just, you know, search for, uh, search for my name on Twitter or LinkedIn. I think uh, my name is very very much searchable and you'll find me and catch me there.
1: Wonderful. I want to thank you so much for your time. Again, if you're curious about SEO automation, go check out Nitin. All of those links uh, to his content and his websites will be in the show notes. You can reach out to him for any growth chats. And if you're interested in learning more about site visibility and what we can do in helping you with automation in SEO or just in general across your business, you can, uh, you're welcome to reach out and speak to me and the team at Site Visibility too. Thanks so much for your time, Nitin.
2: Perfect. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. It was nice chatting with you.